If you build it, they will come, right? Amen. So today we're in week two of Christmas playlist. And, and as I talked about last week, what we're doing is we're taking songs that may be on our own personal Christmas playlist. And they're not necessarily worship songs, but they're songs that make us feel like Christmas. And they, they just bring in that Christmas joy and there's just something about it that, that you know it's Christmas time because of this song. And, and this year we're going way back in time. We're going way back before my time. Now, for some of you guys, you know, it's, you probably know it from the original artist, but this song came out December of 1954, and it was first released by Perry Como. Since then, it has been sung by a multitude of different people to include the Muppets, the Carpenters, and even Garth Brooks sang this song. So I want you to sit back and relax and enjoy this week's Christmas playlist home for the holidays. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays, cause no Now, some of y'all probably remember that song from way back in the day. And, and I don't know about you, but, you know, I remember the first time I left home. I, I left home, and when I went to the military, and, you know, I was lucky that I went through boot camp. I got out of boot camp, and it was, I was home for Christmas. But then the following year, in 1983, I was actually in Beirut for Christmas time. So that following year, I can truly say that the lyric of this song 
you know, it's, it's for the holidays. You can't beat being home, sweet home. Because there's something about being home for the holidays. There's something about being that family, being with friends, and, and just enjoying the festivities and the food and everything that goes with it. But what about you? When was the last time you were actually home for the holidays? And I guess an even better question talking about home, when you think of home, what's the first thing you think of? And don't be shy. This is not a rhetorical question. What are some of the things that you think of when you hear the word home? Family. Mom's cooking. Dad's cooking. <laughs> Dad's smiling out here on that one. You, you, so you think about the family, kids. For a lot of us, it's the grandchildren. You know, it, there's so much going on, and, and there's just something about home. And, and there is. There's no place like home. And, and we need to understand that every one of us has a place that we call home. Some of us, you know, our homes are big, fancy houses. Some are small houses. It could be an apartment, a condo. It could even be an efficiency. But all of us have this place that we call home, and, and we actually feel comfortable when we're there. We've actually kind of decorated it to our own little schemes. You think about it, we've, we've picked the furniture. And, and for most of us, you got that spot that, that's my spot. You know, don't sit in my recliner. That's my spot. That is my special chair. Don't sit in there. The sound is perfect. The perfect angle to the TV. Everything about my spot in my house is perfect. But I'm sure I'm not the only one who does that. Everyone knows where this is where mom sits, this is where dad sits, this is where the kids sit. And we even go a little farther. You know, we decorate the house. We put pictures on the wall. We got knickknacks on the shelves and, and every place in the house. And, and for some of us, we have the, that family furniture or those family heirlooms that we have in the house. Maybe it's an old grandfather clock. Maybe it's grandma's dishes in, in, on display that never get used. But we all have these different things that make it our own, whether it's a huge house or one-bedroom efficiency. We make it our home. And, and as us as believers in Christ, uh, one of the things we're going to see today is that we have a home. We, we have a home because of Jesus because Jesus' life, birth, uh, death, and his resurrection ushered in this everlasting kingdom for all of us who believe. And, and understand, for, for us who are believers, Jesus is the believer's path home to a right relationship with God. So Jesus makes that home for us. And, and if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 33. If you don't have a Bible with you, there is one on in the back of the pew in front of you, and it will be on the screen. But let's go ahead and dig in and see what God's Word says about our home and our future. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 33. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God uh, to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. 
Then the angel told her, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. So, Heavenly Father, as we dig into your word today, Lord, and as we look at home, where, where our home is, Lord, may we see that our home is with you. Lord, open our eyes to see you, open our ears that we may hear your voice, and Lord, may my words be your words, and may your name be glorified, and we make this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. So in this passage, we see, you know, Gabriel has come, he's visiting Mary, he's telling Mary, hey, you're going to have a son, and you're going to name him Jesus, and that he is going to bring in this eternal kingdom that has no end. He's going to be put on David's throne, he's going to be royalty, he's going to be the son of the most high God. Imagine Mary at that point in time. Besides being confused, told that she's highly favored, now she's thinking, well, wait, I've never been with anybody. I've never been with a man. I've never been with anything. And you're going to tell me that my son is going to do all of this. And it's that reality that, that comes through. And, and as I was doing some reading on this, I came across this from Dr. Thomas Constable. In his notes on Luke, he said this, Jesus would also be the long-expected Messiah since God would give him the throne of his father, David. His divine sonship qualified him for his messianic role. The messianic rule of the son would continue forever after it began. So what we see is Jesus is bringing in and he's going to reign in the hearts of all of his believers here on earth. So as he comes in, this kingdom that is never going to end, it's not basically this physical, earthly kingdom that we would think. It's this kingdom that we kind of, we know it's there, but we haven't quite seen it yet. But, but we have it inside our hearts, and we know that it's going, that Jesus is going to reign with us or reign over this world for eternity. But it's kind of like it's not quite there yet. We're kind of stuck in this in-between, and, and as we look at this whole, well, home thing, I was actually listening to a TED Talk, and in the TED Talk, it was actually about home, and Jenny Kim talked about what home means, and she actually said this, there's this external idea of home. It's a place, a building, a room, a place you spend time. There is also an internal sense of home a feeling and experience that is beyond physicality, but instead a place of belonging. And these two are inseparably linked, and she actually ends her talk with this. Home isn't just what surrounds us, it's what's within us. And in us as Christ followers, what's within us is Jesus, the son of Mary, the one who's going to bring this eternal kingdom and realize that Jesus' birth, life, death, and resurrection is prophecy being completed. If you go to the Old Testament, it all points towards this. It points towards Gabriel having this conversation with Mary. It continues on with the life of Jesus, his death, and his resurrection. 
So it's all this prophecy that is continuing to flow and that we're continuing to see and understand that Jesus made his home to be more than a nation, more than a country. It's more than a temple and it's more than anything here on earth. It wasn't about an earthly reign. It's about an eternal reign in heaven. And he made a way for us to experience the eternal kingdom. He, he ushered that in. And you think about through the Holy Spirit's indwelling inside of us, we're, we're able to understand and get this feeling for what the kingdom's going to be like. But we're still waiting on that physical kingdom to appear. We're waiting for it to actually be here. And it's, like I said, it's already like this already but not yet. You think about it, there's this struggle or this tension, you know, because as believers, we've gotten the already. We've gotten the atonement. We've got the forgiveness of our sins. We've gotten the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We, we were able to know that we've been adopted into the child as a child of God. So we've got that already, but what we're missing is the not yet is that eternal kingdom, that time spent in eternity with Jesus. You, know, you think about us as a church. As a church, we're two things. We're kind of an already, we are already new creations. But we have not yet got to eternity because unfortunately we're still, still all imperfect sinners. So we've got that struggle or that tension that goes back and forth of being saved, being a Christ follower, knowing that we have eternity in heaven and knowing that the kingdom is our home, but we're not quite there yet. We're not, we haven't quite made it, and, and that's how well, we have that faith inside of us to continue to keep moving on in all that we do. And, you know, in, in the song today, there's no place like home for the holidays. We're reminded of sights. We're reminded of smells. We're reminded of the taste of home and the longing to be with that special someone. And there is something about being home for the holidays. There is something special about being with family and friends. However, not everyone wants to be home for the holidays, and not everyone can be home for the holidays. You, you think about the refugee. A refugee is basically cast out of their home um, because of war or injustice or something else going on. So they can't go home for the holidays. Poverty may steal the roof over someone's head, Maybe it's domestic violence or abuse at home makes home not a place you want to be because it's not a home, sweet home kind of environment. And I think it's interesting in, in Luke chapter 9, verse 58, Jesus actually said this. Jesus told them, foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. So while Jesus was here, doing his earthly ministry, he had no place to lay his head. He had no home. His focus was on eternity. His focus was on the Father's house. And he wasn't worried about what he had here on earth. In other words, he had no home. You know, a friend of mine actually brought it up in conversation this week, and he was talking about it. He goes, it really hit him hard when he realized that Jesus had no home. And as we talk about home for the holidays, and we think of our own home, we, we wonder and we ask some questions. Well, is it big enough? Well, maybe it's too small. Is it painted the right color? Or do I need to change it? Do I have the best furniture? Hey, by the way, do I have the best TV? 
or maybe the best barbecue pit, or maybe the best patio, or, you know, is my garage big enough for everything I have? And we get all these things that we're worked up about worrying about. Is it, is it, is it big enough? Is it better? Is it, is it this? Is it that? Jesus had no home. We get so worried about what we have and what people may see. Are people going to feel invited when they come to my house? Jesus had no place to lay his head. He had no home, and we worry about little things which really make no sense. We worry about things that are temporary here on this earth instead of focusing on the eternal. Jesus had no place to lay his head. He had no home, and it didn't bother him any because immediately after he said these verses, he told the person he was talking to, follow me. Now think about that. I've got no home. I've got no place to lay my head. I know you got a big house and you got everything you want in it, but hey, follow me. It's that reality check of where, where is our focus? What are we actually focusing on? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you go sell your house. I'm not telling you get rid of all your stuff. I'm not telling you do any of that so that you don't have a place to lay your head. I'm just telling you, think about the reality of what we worry about compared to what Jesus worried about when he was here on earth. Jesus was about his father's business. He was about ushering in the eternal kingdom and giving us a home for eternity, not a home that would eventually be gone and go away. He had no home. You know, even yesterday, my brother Giacomo at the men's breakfast, by the way, men, Y'all need to get to the men's breakfast. This part of the conversation that went on yesterday, and I'm so glad my brother said this because it fit into the sermon, so I had to add it. But, but he, we were up there talking, and Giacomo said, you think about this right now. If you see someone who's got everything you want, and that person is doing well, what do we normally do? Oh, man, I want what they want. Well, wanting what they want is different than getting what they got. And you got to understand, in order to get what they got, you got to do what they do. So you've got to take time, find out what they did. But now look at the flip side of it. If we're a follower of Jesus, shouldn't we do what he's done? Shouldn't we see what he's about and see what he did to get where he's at? You know, we're real quick to see someone, you know, with all this stuff, and we fall for all these get-rich-quick schemes. And don't tell me I'm the only one who ever tried one. That multi-level marketing, oh, I'm getting in at the bottom ground. No, you didn't. You didn't even remotely come in at the bottom ground. But you sit here and you look at these people who have all this fine stuff, and you're like, I want that. And, and you sit back, well, maybe I'll win the lotto. It's how much this week? Maybe I'll win it. Guess what? If you want to get what they got, you got to do it. You've got to see what they did and repeat what they did. If we're going to be followers of Jesus and we're going to say we're a follower of Jesus and we're supposed to be like Jesus, shouldn't we look and do what Jesus did? Jesus had nowhere to lay his head. He had no home here on earth during his earthly ministry, and he was never concerned about it. And like I said, we're concerned whether we got the best TV and the nicest house on the street with the best decorations. We need to refocus and understand his focus was on the eternal kingdom, not this earthly kingdom that we have or, or anything else. And understand it may sound scary. It may be a little uncomfortable from time to time. But understand that we can feel that safety 
with Christ in our heart. We can feel that safety. We can feel that comfort when we truly accept Jesus. We know he will never leave us or forsake us. We know he's going to be there with us. But we try and do it on our own. We try and make it happen ourselves. We try and make where we're at our home. It's always a struggle. Have you ever noticed it's always a struggle? And the reason it's a struggle is because you're looking at the temporary. Our home is in heaven. Our home is not here on earth. And yes, we do all have homes and, and we do have things to do, but our focus doesn't need to be on our homes here. Our focus needs to be on him. You see, there's this longing for feeling belong. Uh, you know, through life, every one of us want to belong. And as we try and belong, we can belong a couple different ways. We can actually belong by following Jesus and, and what his word says and, and get that belonging that's in our heart that only he can provide. Or we can follow what the world says and we can allow our sinful flesh and our sinful desires to make us feel like we belong. Because you know, no matter where you're at, whatever group you're in, you're going to feel like you belong there, right? If you're a crackhead and you're with a bunch of crackheads, guess what? They're going to make you feel like you belong with them. If you're a millionaire and you're hanging out with millionaires, they're going to make you feel like they belong there. No matter where we're at, we're generally going to congregate around what? People who act like us, think like us, do things like us. So we have this sense of that we belong. But do you really belong? Think about it like this. If you're hanging around a group of people because you all do the same job, so you all got this same thing, and you switch jobs, are you still going to belong? They're going to push you out. They're going to push you to the side because you're not one of them. Because you're now different. However, the difference is with Jesus, when we long for him and we have that comfort in our heart, he's not going to push us to the side. He's going to be there with us. He will never leave us, never forsake us. And he's going to give us that sense of belonging in everything we do. Understand, Jesus, it says, is bringing in the kingdom. He's bringing in that new home to us. He's providing it. And today's text tells us he is going to establish his kingdom. And as Christ's followers, his kingdom is our home. It's where we should be focused on and where we decide to do. We, you know, it's simple. We have choices. We can either follow him or not follow him. And I want you to understand that we know God is the most all-powerful God, right? But we also need to understand that he's not going to come to this earth to rule this earth with some type of theocracy that's you know, I'm going to have the biggest military or the biggest government or the most money. He doesn't play that way. That's not God's intention. He isn't going to come to the earth and try and save and reform everybody to go to this is what you've got to do. He's not going to come that way. He's, he's, it's going to play out. He's not going to try and rule it by some government or some party. He's going to come rule it with his word. He's an all-powerful God. He could end everything in this world right now. <clears throat> but he hasn't. Because he still wants everyone to be saved. He still wants people to come to know him. He wants people to be in his kingdom. He wants people to come home to him. 
Instead, we'll worry about some type of government entity to be our future and be what we think, well, this is, this is what we want. The Jews asked for a king at one time. They had a king. They still ask for a king. We so much try and put people in places that we think that they will rule. God's still on the throne. And I've said it before, there isn't a political party or a politician that's ever going to save you. Only Jesus can save you. There ain't no one flesh and blood on this earth that's ever going to save us except Jesus Christ. And that's what we got to be have our focus on. And understand, that's our home. He created our home, bringing in the kingdom of heaven. Bringing in the kingdom, that's our home. Don't get so caught up with everything that's going on around in the world today. Because understand, this is Satan's playground. Satan rules here on earth. And if you think Satan's going to stop trying to mess you up, or stop trying to get the end to happen, you know, you read through scripture, they know what scripture says. They know what the end of the Bible says. They know they lose at the end, but do you think they're going to stop trying? No, because if they can get one person not to go to heaven and stay with them, they've won the battle. And each one of us, in some case, are pushing people towards Satan's side because we're not focused on the kingdom of heaven. We're focused on our own personal kingdoms. We're focused on who we are or what we do. And we need to understand a lot of people, we sit on that fence. And, and well, you know, one foot in the world and one foot, you know, in heaven. And, and we try and straddle that fence. And sooner or later, we're going to get pushed and we're going to fall off. And we're going to have to choose one side or the other. And, and in, first, uh, in John 15, 19, it says this. If you are of the world, the world would love you as its own. However, because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of it, the world hates you. How many of you feel hated by the world? Think about it. Or do you just fit in? Do you just fit in and, and make it easy? Because, you know, well, if I just fit in, my life is easier, right? If I just do what the world says, you know, it, it's easy. No one ever said Christ, uh, being a Christian would be easy. When, when we actually focus on what God's word says, and we do what God's word says, and if we're going to be more like Jesus, we do what Jesus did, the world is not going to like you. That's when you know you're different. That's when you know that you're focusing on his kingdom and you're focusing on where your home really is. Because our home is not here. And God clearly reveals himself as the supreme power. And we just have that choice. People have a choice. Either choose the Lord or choose to live your life. And I find it is there's no simpler place in the Bible than in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. It actually says this, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. How do you think Satan felt and the demons felt when they heard the kingdom is near? You think they were happy about that? 
The closer the kingdom gets, the closer we are to the end of the Bible. The closer we are to eternity. The closer we are to us being face-to-face -face with Jesus and spending eternity with him. That means Satan's lost. We already know he lost. We just don't know when it's going to happen. But unfortunately, in our life, Satan's winning in some cases. Satan wins in our life when we focus on the material things in our life. When, when we're focused on what we have and what we do and all these different things, Satan's winning. Our focus, and as we talk about being home for the holidays, being home for the holidays is being with Jesus. It's taking that time, seeking him, seeking his kingdom, seeking what he calls us to do. There's more comfort in that than anything we could ever imagine. You, know, you think about it, what, what is your actual focus? Are you focused on, do my decorations look good for when the family comes over? Is everyone going to be happy when they got here? Man, do I have enough food? Did I get enough presents? Did, did, did I got more decorations than my neighbor? Did, did I win the best decorated house in the neighborhood? Does any of that really make sense? I know it's a good thing, and like I said, I, I'm not judging any of it. It's a good thing to do. It helps build that community. But at the same time, while you're doing that, are you focusing on the kingdom, or are you focusing on your kingdom? There's a major difference between where our focus is, and our focus needs to be on him. And as we talked yesterday, what is your identity? All of our identity should be in Jesus. But we would get caught up in identifying in so many different things. And so, and I do want to say, it is, it, it, I'm not picking, it's great to be home for the holidays. It's great to be around family. It's great to be around friends. But where is your home? Where is your real home? And as we talk about being home for the holidays, shouldn't that be our focus? Our focus should be on the eternal kingdom of God, which is our home. It is the place that we will spend eternity and be with him. So that's where we should focus on. And, and Satan knows the end. He knows the end. He knows the kingdom of God's coming near. And it doesn't mean he's going to try and stop it. But what if during this holiday, what if during this Christmas time, we actually thought about the kingdom of God? And we witness to his kingdom to everyone who come around. The Christmas story says, even telling Mary, you're, he will be the son of the most high God. He will usher in his kingdom. We focus so much on Mary being a virgin and, and having the baby Jesus. Well, what about what he came to do? Think about what he came to do. And he wasn't just his little baby in a manger. He was the son of the most high God. The consequences of why he came into this world are so much bigger than anything else. And I think we as believers, or even us as a church, we actually need to seek his kingdom in all we do. And imagine the difference in someone's life that we could make 
if we spent this season focused on Jesus. At the very end of this part of Scripture, in, in verse 38, which we didn't read today, it said this. Mary said this, See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. I want to encourage you to say the same thing. When, when you leave here at church today, when you go throughout this week, I want to encourage you to say exactly that. See, I am the Lord's servant. Say with me. See, I am the Lord's servant. Imagine if you actually said that each day, believed it each day, and did that every day. See, I am the Lord's servant. How much difference could you make in each and every day by professing who you really are? If you are the Lord's servant, are you acting like the Lord's servant? Are you doing what the Lord calls you to do? Are we actually living that life each and every day? At the end of the conversation with Gabriel, that's what Mary said. See, I am the Lord's servant. Don't just say it here in church. Imagine the impact in people's lives you can have this week by living out what Mary said. Believing that you are the Lord's servant and doing everything he calls you to do. You think we could make an impact in this world? Because Lord knows this world needs Jesus. This world needs a change. And if we focus on the eternal instead of what we have here on earth, we can be that difference. Remember, Jesus' birth, life, death, and resurrection ushered in that everlasting kingdom for all of us, for everyone who believes. And Jesus is the believer's path home to that right relationship with God. If you want to have that right relationship with God, you've got to know his son. In order to be able to say, I am the Lord's servant, he actually has to be your Lord. He has to be your Lord and Savior. He has to be the one that you focus on each and every day. And maybe you're here today and say, Pastor, that's real good, but I haven't made him my Lord. I haven't made him the Lord of my life. And Pastor, you don't know my life. Well, I don't need to know your life. He knows your life. And trust me, there are people in this room, people watching via church online, whose life is a whole lot messed up and jacked up than yours. And thank God his word says, for we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. So guess what? You're a sinner and I'm a sinner. We're all sinners together. All of us fall short of the glory of God. But yet he showed his love for you that yet while you were still a sinner, Christ died for you. So as you think about your life and you think about, man, I, I know what I did. He does too. He died for that. I know the sin I'm in right now. It's okay. He knows too. He died for that. You know what else? That sin you're going to do tomorrow and the next day that you don't know about yet, he already knows about. 
And he already died for it. He died for the forgiveness of your sins. And all it asks is that you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. That's where it starts to change. That's where you invite him in and make him the Lord over your life. And if he's the Lord over your life, that means, guess what? You need to follow what he says. You need to dig into his word and take that time. And, and if you're going to follow Jesus to be like Jesus, you need to read and understand what Jesus did. And then not just understand it, but do it. See, that's where most of us fail. It's that doing part. We can recite scripture. We can tell you all about the Christmas story. We can tell you all about what's in the Bible. The problem is we don't live it out each and every day. We don't focus on the Bible that that is our home and this is the eternal home that we're going to have. We focus on it as it's a good book. Or we focus on it as I'm going to use this scripture just because if this person has this problem, I'm, I've got this, I got the perfect scripture for them. Well, you know, God's got the perfect scripture for you inside his word also. But you got to read it and then you got to do it. Actually do what it says to do. And if you've never accepted Jesus, hey, do it. Take that step today. Take the step to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and start to focus on his kingdom instead of your own kingdom. And maybe you're here and your focus has been on your kingdom. Well, you know, Pastor, I accepted Jesus and, and I did a lot. But man, my, my life and my home have become more important than him. Well, as we go into this Christmas season and you talk about home for the holidays, let's focus on his home. Take time. You can come up here to the altar. You can pray about it. You can do it right where you're at. But seek his kingdom first. Seek the home that he is providing for us. If you want to be like him, you've got to do what he does. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. And Lord, as we're, we're in this Christmas time and we talk about home for the holidays. Lord, we, we, we know what that ham or that turkey is going to smell like. Lord, we, we know the, the different smells that are going to be in the house. I remember as a kid, Lord, growing up, going to my grandparents' house, I knew that pecan pie was going to be there. Lord, I knew that pumpkin pie and that key lime pie was going to be there. I knew all the family and the cousins were going to be there, and it was such a good time. But, Lord, it never compared to what you have done for me. And it's never compared to knowing that my home is going to be with you for eternity. So, Lord, that means there's going to be new smells and new ventures and, and new things to see. Streets of gold. Gates that are pearls. No more crying. No tears. No pain. That's the kind of home I want. Lord, unfortunately, there's people here through this Christmas season that, like your son when he came to this earth, had no place to lay their head. Lord, and it's a shame that there are people in this world today that have no place to lay their head. 
Lord, may we focus on you and your home and help to provide a place for everyone who's seeking you. And Lord, if there's anyone here who does not know you, Lord, I ask that you make that they make that move today, Lord, that you prompt them with the Holy Spirit to take those steps forward to accept you as their Lord and Savior. And Lord, if there's anyone here who's more focused on their home here, Lord, help them to focus on our eternal home that is with you. And Lord, we love you, we honor you, we seek to praise and glorify you in all that we do. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us here today at FBC Lantana for Church Online. And, and, and if, if you enjoyed what you saw today, I'd just like to ask you to go ahead, go to our website and, and help support this ministry as we try and outreach and reach the lost for Jesus Christ. And you can just go to our website, fbclantana.com slash give, um, and you can make an online donation right there. Again, I encourage you to get connected to a local church, and especially if during this message you felt compelled to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, definitely go tell somebody. Let someone know because that is the greatest decision you could ever make in your life. And, and from there, get connected to a local church. Hey, we would love to provide you with some resources with that. You can go to our website, fbclantana.com, and on the very front page, you say, Give My Life to Jesus. Click on there, and at the bottom of there, there's some links and some good information for you. And just wanted to say, welcome to the family.